Hello! It's us! It's you! We're here! Together! Why are we here? For another exciting week on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Argentina's number five television <laughs> show podcast. And I don't think we, we've kept that. I think we've been drastically falling since, but we're going <laughs> to wear that badge proudly for the rest of our lives. Welcome to the show. You can officially support You Can't Disappoint a Podcast now on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast it's the place to go to help us move this show forward and there's all kinds of exclusive content fun interaction events with steven and myself and all types of ways to influence our show on a weekly basis so please consider supporting us on patreon if you want to get in on the action make sure you email us your trivia your mvp and your funniest moments from that week's episode over to our email at can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com and we will read it right here on the show we sure will, even if you beg us not to. Also, <laughs> hang out with us on the socials every week off the podcast. You know we're on Facebook and YouTube under our podcast title. You can also find us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter, where we probably do the most of our uh, uh, jovial lollygaggery at You Can't Disappoint. So come hang out with us over there. Yeah, make sure you uh, give us you smash that like and subscribe button. Give us that more... attention that we so desperately crave. Yeah, throw throw us your hearts, your wallets, and a couple kisses here and there, and we'll keep on pushing out this baby of ours that we call You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. So have you considered natural childbirth? Are you kidding me? I'll take whatever they got. An epidural is a proper Christian woman's only chance to get wrecked. Yeah, but from what I'm told, the real high is the endorphin rush of a chemical-free birth. I read an article that said some women can actually achieve or- Uh, 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 no, 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 no. Thank you for the conversation. I know what you're talking about. And even if it were true, that's not something a woman does on her child's head. Hello, everyone. Hello, young old but not too young and not too old welcome to you can't disappoint a podcast america's i don't know one of america's top 20 community podcasts i don't know how, how many there are anymore but <laughs> I, I you gotta think we gotta aspire we, we gotta be in at least the top 20 right i think that it's fair to say that we're we're top five material there uh, i don't know there's so many people that i really respect that put out really good shows but and when I think the us. best, it's us. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, if I have to pick pa- some favorites, everyone's great. I haven't listened to everyone's podcast, but I'd have to give major props to six seasons in a podcast. Yeah. Uh, Kevin over at Advanced Community Studies, they do great stuff over mm-hmm. there. And the Save Greendale Save committee Greendale is really committee. great. And I'm really glad to see that Dom and Andre have recently returned after a long Oh, good. Hiatus. Yeah, it's it's been a while, I guess, since we've talked about the community community at large, and I, I like all mm-hmm. those people. Go check yeah. out other podcasts if you only listen to ours, but definitely keep coming back to ours, right? We're the top dogs, the number one gunners, the show stunners. Hey, only you bring the lightning. Two I bring the community thunder. podcasts have gotten Joel McHale on the show for an interview, it's and. True. I feel like ours was kind of a fluke, but it definitely stands for it something. It happened, yeah. I was thinking not that long ago how probably so we got the reason we got to talk to Joel really was because he was scheduling press junket stuff for the New Year's Eve special with Ken mm-hmm. at the time, and I'm sure that that day his Zoom schedule looked like like extra 
like uh yeah. ew.com uh <laughs> like uh you know like good morning america then Zach and Steven <laughs> and he probably caught on and was like oh this is a this is a change he said what the f- is this <laughs> but i think that puts us top 5 for sure yeah let's see you all We're you little there. dogs whatever welcome to the show another week of you can't disappoint a podcast i'm Zach and first of all together my cats can do anything <laughs> um hi i'm Steven and i was just going to say uh, the name Betty Grable but instead, I'm going to say natural birth. Oh, God. I don't know which one was worse. <laughs> Pierce just Wait, what, what did Shirley Grable. say? She, she was like, I know where you're going with that, and that's not something a woman does on the head of a child. Or with the head of her with child. With the head of her child. There something go, yeah. like that, yeah. Another week of the show. I'm glad to be here. Shout out right up at the top. I want to give a shout out to all of our lovely $10 and up patrons that help bring the show to you on a weekly basis. They are Justin Brummett, Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, and Brian Thurman. We really love and appreciate all four of you very much. And if you would like to have your name added to that list, if you want to be on the inner circle, you can become a $10 and up patron over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Uh, plans for it start at $5 a month. It gets you all the exclusive content that we put out over there. We do a live show every week before we record this podcast. I've got Nerdstalgia over there. Uh, we got stuff going on all the time, and it really means a lot to us to have people support us like that, doesn't it? Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, you know, PBS is brought to you um, by a couple things, and then it says viewers like you. But we're brought to you not just by viewers like you, but for viewers like you. So thank you. And I think there's an argument to be had that, I don't know, who's doing more good for the community? Us here at You Can't Disappoint a Podcast or, or, or PBS? You know, Well, PBS, close. Uh, you know, after the, the libs took over Sesame Street, nothing nothing else was sacred. So. The libs. The, Sesame the... Street's still on. Yeah, it's but have you seen it lately? It's pushing all the agendas. There's diversity. There's inclusion. There's and we're much better than PBS because there will be none of that on this no, program. We are what we are, and that's the end of the statement. <laughs> and there's no and or but. Mm-hmm. How are you doing this week? I'm good. Oh wait, no, we'd be remiss without shouting out one other person. Yeah, I was waiting. Are you gonna show. talk to well, our, what our are you dad? Doing? Who who are we proud of? Oh, we want to. Wish a happy belated Mother's Day to uh, our dad at Communities on Twitter, aka the the face and body of Daddios. Really, cereal of corn. Daddios of corn. Of corn. Daddios yeah. of corn. And there is a note on the box that says "May not include corn." <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, sorry for the belated Mother's Day gift, Dad. But I, I, our, your edible arrangement should should be coming in the mail any day. And unfortunately, because it was so close to the holiday, uh, edible arrangements were all booked up. So it is an edible underwear arrangement. <laughs> arrangement but we think you'll enjoy it. It's uh, classy. We sure did enjoy testing all of it out before sending mm-hmm. it to you, just to make sure it works. Yeah, and it did. It, held. it functions. It held. In both words that describe it, edible and underwear, are true. So. I like how somehow in the the uh, mythos of this podcast, <laughs> we've gotten to two truths that 
you and I are blood related siblings from mm-hmm. from the people at communities, <laughs> and also that our relationship is quite sexual. Yeah, I okay. think that's the part that he has the most issue with being public. Um, well, it's, it's all not true. His fault. Yeah. It's all Ryan, very, look at very us. true. Yeah, everything we say is meant to be taken seriously. No, whatever, whatever. How was your week? How are you today, buddy? Um, I'm good. You know, it's been just grinding. It's the the final stretch leading up to my first like live competition in like a year and a half. So that's super exciting. Gonna yeah. be going down to New Orleans. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, shout out to one of our our patrons. Uh, like Orleans, I said, the city of New Orleans. Yeah, city of New Orleans. Danny is my dance partner. For those who don't know, and uh, she's in the special tier of patron where you actually get to be my dance partner. Now, just this, Justin, if you pray that play, pay that pretty penny, oh you God. can replace her at a moment's notice. How because much? Because that's how this works. What's, how pretty of a penny? Um, right now it's running about the cost of a plane ticket and hotel room in New Orleans. <laughs> um, but if you if you pay your way. And are a fan of the show? I'll dance with you. All right, that that's great. Yeah, so, but uh, Zach, I want to talk about something I've been watching. Okay. Other than Drag Race and Dance Moms, um, Lashawn Thomas, I think is his name. Um, I should probably Google that to make sure. Um, but the one who was the creator of like the Boondocks, okay, um, has done some other stuff. Recently, came out with HBO an anime. Max. Is it on HBO Max? The Boondocks. No, the new show. No, no, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Oh, God. How does he spell his name? Why are there 11 ways to spell LaShawn? I don't Can know. Can anyone tell me that? Okay. Uh, but uh, he came out with an anime, and it is an anime because it is produced by MAPPA, which is an anime production company. Cool. Um, and it stars Lakeith Stanfield in the oh, main role. yeah, I heard about it's this. It's called Yasuke. It's about the first yeah. black samurai, and I have one episode left of it. Um, but I watched it. The music's really good. Flying Lotus did the whole like score, which is really cool. If you don't know who Flying Lotus is, he did a lot of the production on Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Um, but really great producer. Um, so it's, it was really cool. I was excited for it. Um, here's what I'll say. It's in a very similar vein to Afro Samurai that Samuel L. Jackson was behind, um, okay. making, which is another anime that, uh, is mainly produced in english but is by a japanese production company so it still qualifies um black samurai was better but i think it's just because they tried to fit too much stuff in Hmm. six episodes of yasuke like there's like fighting robots but it's set in like japan in the 1600s so like okay but (laughs) but it's it it was cool (laughs) but um check it out i like to see new anime especially like american involved with being made anime especially with black people so i like it the whole like thing is that he is like now he is based on a true story of an actual like black samurai who was sold into slavery and then bought out of slavery Mm -hmm. and then like worked his way up and like was a whole thing but yeah like a jingo unchained type situation exactly but he doesn't free anybody he just does samurai shit that's still pretty cool Mm mm-hmm that's cool. I don't LaShawn know. Lashawn Thomas, that is his name. I don't know if I've. I haven't really been watching anything exciting. But I, uh, we're as as you're getting ready to go to New Orleans. We're in a in a in a newly fully vaccinated world, and that's been fun. I feel like I'm, I'm my my fear of going outside is beginning to lift, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking for. I'm a little nervous about New Orleans because Louisiana is not a mask required state, uh, okay. which is why they can have the comp there. 
But I know Danny and I are going to have our masks on the whole time. And, and you're both fully vaccinated. Exactly. Yeah, she got her second shot on Monday. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Is she feeling okay? Yeah, she was fine the day she got it. And most of the day after, she was just a little sore. Because she taught and, like, wow. stuff. Uh, so she was, like, a little tired. And then that night, she, like, was not feeling great. But she's fine now. Let's move into the television program community. We're so close to wrapping up season two. It's crazy. After this one, we've only got two more episodes left. We're diving into the paintball finale. And just a, a little word to the wise, next week we're going to be announcing a little a little giveaway action as we wrap up season two. That's the giveaway sound. Okay, it is now. And when we mention it, I'll, if, I probably won't, but when we mention it, I'll dig that out and use it. Uh, Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 22. It's Applied Anthropology and Culinary Arts. It was directed by Jay Chandra Sakar, who uh, previously did Mixology Certification and Intro to Political Science. In the future, he also does the first Chang Dynasty, Advanced Documentary Filmmaking, Introduction to Teaching, Basic Story, Basic Email Security, and Basic RV Repair and Palmistry. And it was written by Carrie Dornetto, who previously had writing credits on basic genealogy, contemporary American poultry, epidemiology, and early 21st century romanticism. This is her last writing credit of the series. And the episode originally aired April 28th, 2011. Okay, so the the writer there, two, like, absolute hits, and two maybe less than hits with they have writing credits on, but, you know mixed bag i think this is a good episode i think this is a good episode too let's get right into some trivia let's do it how many questions do you have zach i've got six questions for you oh not to be outdone nice job how many do you have i have four okay so i'll give you two what film is similar to the dean's hands-on approach with students what film is similar to the dean's hands-on approach with students that he mentions he doesn't say um What's the one I'm thinking? Uh, Lean on... No, it's not Stand By Me. What's the one with Morgan Freeman where he's the principal? What's that one called? I don't know. Lean on me. What's you don't he know say? it, do you? No. Children of the Corn. Oh, fudge! I thought that was so funny. That was funny. Uh, yeah. I'll give you a second one. Let's see if you can bring it back together. What mm-hmm. does Britta recommend instead of antacid for Shirley? Oh, okay. Um, Suck on a eucalyptus root and yeah. pig saliva. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Country secrets right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh what is it Britta says you know the antacid is just the same thing but they came up with a better name for it yeah and shirley's <laughs> like how dare they <laughs> um i absolutely know people like that by the way who like do not have any children they always tell me like well you know what you should do yeah i, like, I believe uh, it yeah um like, I what I'll does just give them a tylenol It'll right be fine. yeah chew on chew on some molly um, oh my god what what does duncan say is on the doozy of an anthropology final Ooh, everyone's gonna get some clay mm-hmm. there's a performance part mm-hmm. something like that is there an essay was that one of the things Mm-mm. i i think that i think i've just got those two it was an interactive component a performance okay. element and a yeah. lump of clay oh so i got two out of three yeah Not too bad. that was good uh who once divorced betty grable oh shoot Jimmy Kaiser. What was his name? It's like Jackie Coogan. Jackie Coogan. Oh, I got I the, the is, right but... uh, consonant at the beginning. Yeah, you, you sure did, buddy. Uh, that counts for almost nothing, but yeah. not nothing. 
Um, what is Andre's name in Shirley's phone? Oh man, I because c- someone gets mad about it. Troy was offended. Snuggle Bear, Sugar Boots, Sugar Boots. I got the consonants at the beginning, just you like did. you did. Yeah. Uh, I see now how it counts for nothing. That makes it my turn. What types of barbecue did the dean not know the difference between? Oh, North and South Korean. They do not get along. <laughs> a fatal mistake. I like when he's like, MASH lasted longer than that war. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Um, during World War II, how many years did most Changs born spend underground? Seven? <laughs> Seven what? Years? Months? <laughs> five Five years. Seven? Seven. <laughs> Seven. Five years. Okay. What increases the baby's chance of winning lotteries, according to Chang? Oh, um, you have to think about a rabbit riding a dragon Great when job. you're giving birth? Nice. Yes, that's it exactly. Um. Okay. Now, I don't like these kind of questions. Okay. But I'm going to ask but you But you one. did one. Okay. Yes. What does the poster next to the fire uh, alarm in the end tag say? In great big letters. Oh, it's a Greendale poster, and it says, like, your your pathway to success. No. Pathway to a brighter future. No. Something close to that, right? No. What is it? Dreams. Pathway to dreams? No, just dreams. There are other little words, but I couldn't read those. Okay, my last question for you. <laughs> what does Jeff say the newborn baby's fingers are like? Brita wanted to eat them. Yeah. He likens them to a candy that I am not a fan of. Oh, um, not milk duds. No. Not now and laters. I'm, I'm no. progressing. He called them. Now little... and laters is close. Yeah. I'm feeding Does he it say to you too Mike much. and Ike's? No, he it, good and plenty. Good and plenty. That's what it was. Have you ever had good and plenties? Yeah, they're fine. They're like candy coated black licorice. They're fine. I no, don't, they're I'm not. not a big candy person, so all candy is meh to me. Most yeah, I know. Uh, celebrating a newly recently fully vaccinated situation, we went to uh, Dave and Buster's last night. Mm-hmm. And playing Dave and Buster's games is really fun, but then at the end I have all these tickets and not enough for anything cool, just enough for candy. And all mm-hmm. the candy is like, I don't really want any of this. Yeah. I don't know. You should have pooled your points with Lil and gotten something small. We thought about it, but even that, we were just a few off of of anything cool. Play one more game, Zach. I spent all my chips. Ugh. I had no more chips. I Ugh. guess Lily had. That's a good. Lily really wanted the stuffed animal. Lily could have played one or two more games, and we could have gotten the stuffed animal. Hmm. Hmm. Real sad. Let's move on to the next thing that we have. Speaking of Lil, I think let's get into some sent interview questions. Okay. <clears throat> Email from Lil. No greetings or anything. Um, at the did beginning, they, did they write that or you're saying you're <laughs> I'm noticing? Just, I'm, that. Na- I'm noticing. It just okay. starts with how many globes are on the anthro desk. Oh my god, more <laughs> there than are globes one? on the anthro desk. Two I'm gonna, or three? I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess two. Then I'll say three. Okay, there are no answers. <laughs> so, um, what is Annie drinking? Some sort of like it was a diet cola. It thing? was a diet oh. cola. Nice. Let him Idiot. Know. Speak on it. Um, what <laughs> film does Dean Pelton compare his relationship with the students to? Children of Children the Corn. Of the Corn. You didn't even remember it this time. I was. You just beat me to it, Chief. 
I'm you did. You best. weren't okay. Sorry. Um, what is the natural way to curb acid reflux according to Britta? Hey, Lil, don't steal all. Yeah, Lil was just looking over my shoulder the whole time. I guess. Yeah, eucalyptus root and pig spit. Mm-hmm. Um, what does big Jeff and call acid Britta? would have you think otherwise? <laughs> my doctor said it's fine. I bet big pharma paid for that study. Um, no, I think she says big, say and, big acid. and acid. I think so. That's even better. Um, what is? Oh, what does Jeff call Britta while she's talking to Shirley? I'm not sure on that one. Oh, he comes. It's when he comes up. Um, right after she says the pig spit thing, he calls her something. I don't remember what. Um, <laughs> what is Andre's name and Shirley's phone? Sugar boots. Sugar boots. Is this a question? <laughs> well, you have to read it for us to know. <laughs> I mean, Mash lasted longer than that war. Get over it. I just thought that quote was funny. LOL. Shout out to fellow Mash heads. Is that what you call oh. yourselves? Yeah, I think that's a question, and the answer is no. <laughs> um, Thank you. If Shirley imagines a rabbit flying on a dragon, what will that do for the baby? That was just in the middle of the questions? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll help them win lotteries. <laughs> um, no problem, Roblo. Another solid quote. <laughs> and then is it followed by a question? <laughs> I wish. Um, anyways, if you can turn in your five, if you too can turn in your 500 page anthropology essays by tomorrow, that'd be great. It's worth half your grade. Oh shit. No, I'll have you know, I already so wrote I mine. Showing up to class. You did. What's your thesis? Um, that we're all born the way that we are Aww. and we're special. That doesn't sound like it's going to be And that's why mothers want to eat their babies. Okay, well, I like that. Yeah, it's because like when we're aspect. born, we are ourselves, right? And it's like, I am who I am, regardless of what anybody says. And my mom is like, mmm, I'll take a bite of that. Anthropology. Anthropology. Okay, so now let's move into everyone's favorite segment. How, how are you feeling in preparation for, for the task at hand? So I actually did think about this today for once. I normally that like, bode try well. and give it no thought. But this morning, when I after I watched the episode, I said to myself, what are the little things that Zach is going to bring up that don't have anything to do with the episode, but that what? I need to say? Oh, my, anyway. it's not that real. And so I was like, okay, I thought of one. So we'll see if I only say that thing today. In other words, it's a bottle episode, so I should be fine, but I probably won't be. Well, with that spirit, let's move on. It's a favorite segment of ours. Uh, you know, let's see if he can make his his big brother proud. I was first. I did come out of communities about 15 <laughs> minutes before Steven. It's true. Let's all dive deep into this week's episode and find out, did Steven did watch the episode Steven this week? Watch the episode this week. You got 20 seconds. Are you ready? I am ready, Freddy. Three. The two, proper response to that is let's go, Joe. I'm three, ready, Freddy. Three. Let's go, Joe. Are you done? <laughs> yeah. I'm ready, Freddy. <laughs> three, two, one, go. 
Okay, so it's the anthropology final, and Shirley's pregnant, and Vicky and Neil, there's love in the air, and everyone's drinking because Duncan likes to drink, and then the dean comes in with a dean magazine guy because they want to let us observe this class, and the test is really weird, so Duncan runs away, but the guy stays because he wants to observe it. Then Shirley goes into labor, and is it Chang's? I don't know. Britta's like, you need to drink pig spit, and then Shirley's going to have a baby. Uh, you focus too much on too the much beginning detail. of the episode. Too much too detail. Much detail. Here's the thing that uh, you, uh, wasn't important to the episode. But you didn't get anything about uh, Pierce and Troy and Abed in the handshake. I didn't. And that's not just a little thing. That's like that's a B plot episode. That's like a B or C plot of the episode. But I think the fact that you did get as far as and Shirley's going to have the baby, mm-hmm. you know, took us to the end of the episode. You didn't mention... Uh, who the, the who the real father was? I didn't get that. I didn't get to the birth. Um, you didn't mention. Uh, uh but you. I, I'm talking myself a little bit lower than I think I need to. You gave too much detail. I think I'll give you a B. Thank you. I I think that that's very kind. Oh, borderline B minus. Yeah. Go with the B. You did okay. Thank you. It was the Vicky thing that got me the bonus points, wasn't it? I knew you'd like that. Yeah. That's the one that I was like, let me get that in there. Before we talk about how we felt about it, but then you didn't get the. the, For me, that goddamn, they get married. No, they don't. Danny. No, they don't. They don't? There's an episode where Garrett gets married and it's not to Vicky. Uh. Clown. I don't think that happens. No, I don't think it does either. Because she's unless like, well, maybe it's, it's not. She's like, it is them to each it, other. Unless it's like a season four thing that I'm not remembering. No, it, it's in season six. Because Garrett has a wedding in season six. One of six. the last episodes Garrett. of the show is Garrett. Yeah, it's Garrett and a, and a different actress. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, let's before we talk about how we felt about this week's episode, let's talk about what moment we thought was the funniest. And to open it up for me, it was definitely... Uh, when Britta first gets up close and personal with Shirley's business and she's underneath the hood <laughs> and it's like an M. Night Shyamalan horror. That's what they said on the commentary. It's like an M. Night Shyamalan horror movie moment all of a sudden and, and Gillian's facial expressions. Super funny. That was what great. about you? Um, I have two. I have the one where Troy didn't want to do the handshake with Pierce mm-hmm. Yeah. And Pierce is like, make your money, money whore. whore. Yeah, that yeah. was really funny. How funny I, was Chevy in this episode? He was pretty right? funny. He was good. He was pretty funny. Um, and then my other funniest moment was when <laughs> the Dean was trying to calm down Shirley. And he's like, look in my eyes. Connect with me. Connect with me. And then goes, no, 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 no. And she was like, what is wrong with you? That was so He like had her for a second. That was really funny. The Dean killed a lot of this episode too. Yeah, and I don't think the Dean is my MVP this week, but it would mm-hmm. be easy to give it to him. Yeah. But I think someone else uh, kind of knocked it out of the park for me this week. Uh, what did you think of the episode? I think it's funny. The Shirley pregnant thing is not my favorite. We've talked about that. And I think that it's been drawn out a little long. But I thought they did a nice job with this episode. It was funny. I didn't feel any suspense on whether Chang was the father or not. Right, but, but I mean, we know, yeah. first of all. And also... um, yeah, it's not my favorite subplot of season two in a season that nails just about everything that it does, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a story that needed resolved, and I think it deserved its own bottle episode in the classroom. I think 
of this storyline, this was one of the brighter points of it. The yeah. brightest points are like this episode and when Chang is trying to prove that he's worthy in the drug awareness play episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this episode was just fine. I really liked it a lot. Yeah. And I didn't remember it super fondly. I thought this was one that was kind of like a fake-out season finale mm-hmm. that was just okay before the bombastic season finale of the paintball episodes. Yeah. But I thought it did everything that I wanted it to. It made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, it had a lot going on in an episode that could get stale with them mm-hmm. just being in the classroom waiting for the baby the whole time. I thought it was pretty pretty good. Pretty yeah. good this week. I also like that this episode, um, pretty much everybody, with the exception of maybe Annie, I think has like a enough oh, to I do think in the episode. Annie has good moments too. I would almost say everyone, excluding almost Jeff, Mm, Jeff does have a Jeff's pretty lift. light in this episode. I think Annie has some cute stuff, like when she tries to step in and help deliver the baby, but she's too obsessed with like learning things about it first. Yeah, or her bit in the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. Two things I want to touch on before we dive into the episode: the title of the episode. Yeah, Appl- applied anthropology makes perfect sense because they're they're having a baby in the anthropology classroom, and anthropology is the study of life, right? But and culinary arts. I want to see. Uh, on on the surface, I can't think of anything that the episode. Oh, yes, it does, because it's the world showcase food thing going on oh, outside that we never see. Yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch. It w- it would almost be like if you called cooperative calligraphy the puppy parade, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what's going on outside the bottle episode. But that would have to be what they're referencing. Right? Okay, I guess. And now I've forgotten what the other thing was because I remembered that. Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, do you think this episode, if, do you think if this was the end of season two, would season two be as legendary as it is? Do you think this would have been a successful conclusion to the, to the season? It didn't feel like a season finale to me. I mean, I guess she had a baby and that's sometimes the end of things, but I think that Well, was... it doesn't, it doesn't because it wraps up the anthropology class. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's there. There's not much of a sense of, like, the school year's ending and we're all going to leave for a while and come back next year. Yeah. But I don't think there really is – I don't remember. But I don't think there's much of that in the paintball episodes. I, here's what I feel like. I think this episode could have been placed anywhere. Now, I get that it's finals, but this could have been an anthropology midterm. It could have been a regular anthropology test. You yeah, know? but it's wrapping up storylines. It's wrapping up the pregnancy that's been going most of the season. I think it would have been about as good of a season finale. I think it honestly would have been a better season finale than Pascal's Triangle Revisited was it's last It's a better season. episode. <laughs> I think it could have worked as a finale. I don't think it... I think it really helps season two's legendary status that it ends with those paintball episodes mm-hmm. that go bigger and better than the first season's paintball yeah. episode. But I think this did a lot of... It checked out a lot of the boxes for season finale for me. That's fair. That's okay. You could. It's okay to feel that way, Zach. You Thanks. know, I I expect a little more out of a season finale. Well, sure, but honestly, Community isn't Doesn't do great. Really <laughs> great at its season finales. Season one is not one of my favorites. Season two is better because it's paintball, but that's kind of why it's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, season three was a uh, uh, a fake out series finale potential episode that mm-hmm. worked pretty well for me, but I know some people have problems with that episode. What's that it's, one called? It's called Introduction to Finality. Okay, I, um, I like that one. There's quite a bit going on. There's like that's when like the Dreamatorium stuff is going on. Yeah, I think uh, 
the stuff with like John Goodman and Troy with like the AC repair school mm-hmm. is going on. Um, I don't know. I think that one worked pretty well. Uh, the season four finale is a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the season five finale is a hot mess. And then the season six finale is great. But that's two and six are great. Right. Yeah. That That's not a great track record. No. I don't know. Let's dive into the episode. I, 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 I didn't do. even think about do. how this was a bottle episode until like I didn't either. halfway through watching it the first time. I was like, oh, this entire thing is in the the, the classroom there's not a second outside of it. Is well, it? and there was so much going on that I didn't even take note of it until you called it a bottle episode earlier today. Really? Mm-hmm. I really like it. I like how it starts with Annie, who's who's like utilizing the middle aisleway of the classroom as a stage to give yeah to give an anthropology report or presentation that nobody's asked for this. No, right? This is just what she's like. Okay, here we go. One of my favorite things about it, it's good that we don't really get enough Duncan, but we get no. a little bit of it. And I love uh, the way that he at, he requests everyone to throw paper balls at her until she stops. <laughs> and everyone just already had paper balls ready. Mm-hmm. Because Duncan, yeah, there's this party vibe in the anthropology class at the beginning of the episode. Everyone is drinking. Uh, Duncan's giving everyone A's just for being there and drinking. Uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty funny. It, it's it a makes, fantastic. It makes bit. me like a, it's, it is a fantastic. You're right. It makes me, uh, uh, feel like I said a week or two ago about how I wish the anthropology classroom would have just been something that the beginning of more episodes started with because mm-hmm. it's such a great, it's such a great scene and they really underutilize it. I agree. I think they really could have gotten so much more out of it. <laughs> Everyone has so many paper balls just ready already, which gets them from an A minus to an A plus, except for uh, Shirley, who isn't drinking. Uh, she, well, first of all, I like that that uh, uh, there's a little interaction between Duncan and Troy, and it says Daryl on the subtitle here. But he but says Darnell. He said like Daryl or like Darnell or like something and then Troy says Oh, I didn't catch Darryl. the D at the end. It was one of those things where I feel like John Oliver probably did two or three takes of it and wanted to mm-hmm. say something different every time. Yeah. I definitely heard something like Daryl. That's funny. We get yeah, a little flirt mance here, a little hint of flirting uh between Vicky and Neil with Pierce just staring at them from behind. I don't think I would have minded if you hadn't mentioned this. You know, Zach, I feel like there's always something in that that's, like, really small in my mind, but it speaks to your heart, and I thought this was going to be it. I mean, it, it's cool that you mentioned this, but I would have much rather you mentioned who's the dad. Ah, fair. Fair enough. I, I would have loved if you would have done an entire 20-second uh, uh, thing <laughs> as if this was the focal point of the episode. <laughs> That'd be really funny. like so. Everyone's in anthropology class, and and there's just something electric going on between Vicky and Neil. They're stealing glances. They're 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 complimenting each other on their paper ball skills. And then what happens later? They appear questions that you know. I think that yeah. would have been an A plus for sure. That would have been funny. Um, I like that Pierce still just has a little bit of rage inside him for Vicky. Yeah, he's just as do glaring. I. Though. I'm sure that's why Pierce has chosen to sit there. Yeah, so that he can say mean things and throw stuff at Vicky the whole time. What's wrong with Vicky? What do you have against her? You're if a you nice guy. Ask. Yeah. I'm nice <laughs> to nice people. Oh, my God. Not like Vicky. 
everyone cheers to anthropology being a nothing class, to the dean being really stupid. Everyone's getting drunk. Everyone's getting turned. And this is when Duncan calls out Shirley for not drinking. Uh, he's going to give her an A- minus for not drinking. That's pretty shitty. <laughs> you know, be cool or don't, Zach. Yeah, Shirley's not drinking because she's with child, and we get the first of a running thing of we're still led to believe that Chang might be the father or kind of hopes he's the father. So mm-hmm. throughout this episode, we get all kinds of little tips and stories of Chang babies of old and and <laughs> what their situations were like. And I kind of like that running bit I in this too. episode. I don't mind Chang in this one. No, I don't think it's my favorite Chang episode, but I think it's it's he's really funny throughout it. Because Ken Jong is going to knock it out every time right i did think it was awkward the way he's interacting with this with the extras that he sits next to at his table when he's doing like the shot with duck sauce bit and the girl next to him was like yeah you go chang <laughs> she's like yeah i sure do know that chang babies love alcohol zoink before he downs the shot i like that <laughs> and Shirley is very confident that the baby's that the baby's not Chang's and we all hope for her sake that it isn't right. Yeah. But honestly, I had the thought today, would it have been the worst thing for the series? If that was a running thing for the rest of it, that Chang had been the father of her baby and we never really see the baby and Chang definitely has nothing to do with it, but it's kind of like a, an added layer of the messy history between all of these characters I don't think it would have necessarily been the worst thing. Mm, it sounds pretty bad to me. As long as they never make it a romantic thing between Chang and Shirley. Yeah. I don't know. I get why the show just wanted to get rid of it as soon as they, they brought it up. Mm-hmm. But then why did they do it in the first place? Just to give these characters something to do. Yeah, true. Because they didn't for most of the first season. I like the bit here where Britta uh, you know, talks to Jeff about how women are in tune with their bodies in ways that men will never understand and jeff calls out a booger that she has <laughs> and she's like i know it's part of me it's part of me i think britta really has a lot of good moments in this episode britta's great this episode yeah uh duncan is still addressing the class talking about how fake it is and how awesome it is uh he's raising another glass to never telling the dean and i like how <laughs> we see a little cutaway shot of britta then getting the booger yeah <laughs> And the dean walks in, and it's and and then Duncan. <laughs> all of a sudden, we all pretend like we're not drinking in class, and Duncan throws his glass down and and does a pretty good job of turning it into a vague anthropology lesson. Yeah, you know, speaking about, you know, what's he say, Lachaim? Lachaim. <laughs> anthropology, Lachaim. <laughs> and then we get the theme song. Pretty good. A good. Yeah, that's a good opening episode. It shows it's, really... it's going to be kind of chaotic. Yeah, it's really funny how when Duncan just slams that glass down, how like emphatically he does it. Like he immediately like, okay, think fast. <laughs> yeah, not almost bad. like he threw the glass instinctively and then came up with the you know wedding thing. He did a good job. That was some really quick thinking. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be like, well, we're screwed. <laughs> so now we get another runner about this episode that is ridiculous and beautiful. The dean comes into the classroom and he's here with a man named Mr. Jacobson who is doing a profile on Dean Pelton for a for Dean magazine. <laughs> and it's so so weird, but I love it. Yeah, it it's totally unrealistic, but it's fun. I like how excited Starburn gets. Like he's like, "Oh, I read Dean." <laughs> yeah. 
I really like it, and it, it it adds this layer of the episode because the thing is is they wouldn't try to act like the anthropology class is real if it was just the dean, right? They, yeah, they, that's a low level threat. None of the classes are real, but now that Dean Magazine's head writer is here, they gotta <laughs> act like they're they're serious business. They can't let their school down. I don't know. It, it's real silly, and and how important it is to the dean is really funny throughout the entire episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Duncan, who's hiding behind the flag. Yeah, he had a real quick thinking, but that's all he's got. So after the attention is off of him, he hides behind the flag for a little bit. But they they tell him to continue the class, which this is where he brings up the anthropology final and all of the things that they're going to have to do because <laughs> he's left it in the other room. He's left it in his office. Uh, these are some really funny bits, The how everyone's going to have a mound of clay. Uh, some more pretty good quick thinking from Duncan. Yeah. I also think it's really funny after he leaves his after he leaves the room and the dean and the guy keep talking, the way he runs in the background. Is, <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's hilarious. It is pretty funny. We get the first mention of the World Food Festival, which sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's a dream. There's a really awkward insert shot right after he says the World Food Festival of the same time where Starburn says, no way, and then it cuts right back to them continuing the same conversation. I guess that was like an extra shot that they added in, and that's why the Dean doesn't react to it at all or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a weird thing to include. Yeah, it was kind of like when Starburn's – I wonder if it was the same way when Starburn stands up and was like, wow, when he says it's Dean Magazine because it looks like a similar shot. I really like the bit here where he's talking about all of the various ethnicities of food <laughs> that we're enjoying at the festival and the way that they're all equal to whites. You know what? Better than whites. <laughs> Dean was saying that before a lot of white people would have been willing to. So it's good true. for him, I guess. But he was just saying it because there's a black man interviewing him or mm-hmm. doing a report on him, right? Yeah. Jeff tries to use it as an excuse, uh, an excuse to get him out of the classroom. This this food festival and suggests that the, that the reporter go check it out, but but he's not interested. The reporter and he wants to see this unconventional exam that's going to happen. This is a pretty uh, uh, cliche sitcom setup, but, yeah. but it kind of works. It works. Jeff really is a very uh, small focus on this episode. He just kind of shows up now and then to say like one sentence and then he's sitting yeah, down. He doesn't again. have two major apart. Chang uh, notices that Shirley's been drinking a lot of antacid on the commentary. They mentioned that the antacid that Yvette was drinking was like yogurt. Oh really? Yeah. Which makes sense. She wasn't just but, slamming Pepto-Bismol. The whole but time. Chang knows that Chang babies always arrive early. So maybe Shirley's about to have this baby and it is his, but, but Shirley's not willing to even go there. Cause it's like a, a month early. Yeah. So, and all of her babies have been on time or after. So she, so she is not ready for the baby to be today, but I feel like she can already tell that it's coming. Mm-hmm. Chang babies only often need eight months. It depends on how much of the mother they eat in the womb. You know, I th- was there a bit about Chang eating his twin? Yeah, yeah. He definitely ate his twin in utero. Mm-hmm. They're good at absorbing nutrients, the Chang yeah. babies. And, you know, I was born, like, I think over a month early. Mm. I was born in January and I was supposed to be born in March. Born on the 4th of July! I wonder if I was... A Chang baby. A Chang baby? <gasps> Wouldn't, 
You'd be in for some cash. Well, I, well, I'm a communities baby, so I couldn't be a Chang baby. Maybe those were both parents. Maybe everything you've known was a lie. Wow. That explains the tale. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered about that. I've always wondered about the tale. Now we get the first little bit of Britta putting her nose in Shirley's situation and, and talking about how bad the antacid is for Shirley, how full of chemicals it is, and how instead she should fill herself with eucalyptus and, and, and pig spit. But how does one <laughs> go about getting a police officer spit like that? Oh, I think you just uh, get in their face and be black. And they'll give you a little... Can I... One vial of your spit, sir. They'd be like, get on the (laughs) ground! (laughs) Like, no, no, no. I just want a couple drops. I just need it for a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Stop resisting! She does say big antacid. Yeah, Britta's really got the inside scoop on big antacid and what they're trying to accomplish. That's pretty funny. (laughs) Shirley just has a dumbfounded face reacting to... Everything Britta says is pretty funny. Yeah. And now we get the introduction to one of the other BC plots or whatever. And for whatever reason, this is a subplot that I think is the funniest Chevy Chase has been on this show in quite some time. Uh, Chevy's been noticing, or sorry, Pierce has been noticing Troy and Abed's handshake. And I like here the way when he's asking, tell me what it is. And he claps both of his hands together and like taps his shoulders, and, like, whatever it is. And he wants to understand it and, and be a part of it because he feels left out of it. Uh, Troy and Abed can't explain why it's cool because it's just cool. Right? Yeah. But Pierce wants in, let me into the handshake. And he's like, they're not willing. Thing. But he's willing to give them money. For $1,000, they'll consider it. That smile he gives after <laughs> saying the money. And I also really like the friend moment between Troy and Abed when they say indecent proposal at the same time. And then both decide which actor in the situation they're going to be. And they're opposite each other. And it's just how how well Troy and Abed flow together. That's you know? me, yeah. That one's always going to be the other. Like, they, if they were going to play Batman and Robin, they wouldn't both pick Batman. Yeah. And I like that. That's Troy good... would let Abed be Batman, probably. Exactly. Yeah, I like that little friendship moment. And Pierce staring back at them still while it happens. There's a lot of just Pierce like staring at Vicky, staring yeah. at Abed. <laughs> there's some funny. There's some funny Pierce stuff in this episode. Chevy was real alert for this one when they recorded it. When they taped it. See, there's uh, Annie drinking her diet cola. Mm-hmm. And also, the dean and his guest are looking away for a second, so Troy sneaks a little a little sip of his drink. Yeah, I like that everyone still has like all their alcoholic drinks there in Chang's duck sauce. Yeah, it, it's, it's all quiet for a <laughs> second until Pierce breaks the silence and says, you guys are going to fall in love to Vicky and Neil, and their reaction is a little sweet and cute. It's cute. Like, no. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Cuties. And Britta still... Poking her nose into Shirley's situation, talking about this natural childhood. This is her third kid. <laughs> That's a very good point. I think, <laughs> I think she definitely knows what she's doing at this point. And I think after two, you've kind of decided how you want to do the next one. You know? Yeah, the line where Shirley says she's not having a natural birth because getting an epidural is the only way for a God-fearing woman to get right <laughs> is a, Hilarious. a wonderful line. That's great. Shirley really kills it this episode. I think she's so good. Throughout she the whole does. Thing. She does. And Yvette really does kill it. I was thinking, I'm pretty sure Yvette is a, a single woman that doesn't have any kids. And I thought she did some great pregnant lady acting yeah, in this episode. I thought so. That wrecked line is so funny. <laughs> because I do feel like 
uh, people that people that are so anti trying anything, mm-hmm. then they'll go to the dentist and be like, "Give me so much laughing gas that I yeah. can't feel anything." <laughs> Drug me up. You know whose fault that is. And then Shirley Big gets another acid. killer line when Britta tries to say something. I don't know. Maybe if you're if you're into natural childbirth, maybe this is a real thing and all for you. But the way that she's saying it at Shirley that if she doesn't get an epidural, having the baby can give her an orgasm is really strange. Also, here's sure maybe I don't know, but I doubt it. I feel like you're squeezing something giant out of there. I was almost I I was thinking about this when they posed the question, and obviously Stephen and I are quite the vagina experts, but Mm -hmm. but we we don't have the experience of pushing anything through one. I hope to experience it one day, but it just hasn't it it just hasn't happened for us yet. What do you say you dream about it? I said I pray about it. Oh you pray about it. That one day we'll be blessed with a child, much if like Minnie's. If I had to think of why it would be a pleasurable experience, maybe it has something to do with the feeling of release once mm. the baby is out or coming like fully out. You know what yeah. I mean? Almost like the only thing I can think that we've experienced that's just mm-hmm. about as close to the pain uh, of childbirth, <laughs> it's very close to the same experience, Yeah, is when you've just got... A content warning, Steven's mom warning, really everyone warning, I guess. Mm-hmm. When you've got just a big turd, mm-hmm. one that kind of hurts. Big poop, yeah. But then once it's through, you're like, oh, yeah, that was the stuff, right? But here's my question, Zach. Again, yeah. content warning. Yeah. Um, have you <laughs> ever experienced orgasm while pooping on accident? On I, accident. On accident, no. Yeah. <laughs> on accident, no. Because this is accidental. It's not intentional. If I'm, you know, killing two birds with one stone. if we're going to talk about this as long as we have been, and it seems like we are, uh, uh, someone who's trying to achieve this during childbirth would be someone who's really in on the natural birth thing, and I don't think it would be accidental. Yeah, that's true. They'd be like, oh, this is part of my perk package. Now, it only works if you're sitting on a washing machine while you're giving birth to the baby. (laughs) Yeah. Let's move on from that. Uh, we should have an expert on to talk about it. Yeah. Communities. <laughs> <laughs> when you gave birth to us. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you reach that special mountaintop? Oh, my God. I like to think that we were birthed straight from his heart. We were birthed on a mountaintop. <laughs> <laughs> well, he certainly had to do it in private. Oh, I, we should ask Communis if he was thinking about a rabbit riding a dragon while he gave birth to us. Maybe we're going to we win the lottery. the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a lottery guy? Do you ever lotto? Um, I don't, but I probably should. Occasionally, when I'm at a gas station, I'll be like, and give me a number 13 or something, and I'll, yeah. I'll scratch it. be like, cool. I don't $2. ever know which is the right one to pick. It, I'm sure it doesn't matter. But well, there are people, the thing, we're not even odds. to that part of the episode yet, but there are people mm-hmm. who are like, I always get number 12. I make them count out like 18 tickets and I mm-hmm. want the 18th one on the roll. You know what I mean? People yeah. are like, if I if I do this, my odds are better. And you'll be like, and how many times have you won significant money? And they'll be like, one time I hit a $200 scratcher. That'd be and ever cool. since then, I've been hooked. <laughs> After spending like $600 on lottery tickets, it's like, I won a free card. But yeah. <laughs> That's not something a woman does on her child's head, and I concede that argument. <laughs> yeah, I think they sure shouldn't. 
I think, yeah, if, if you've just had the baby and it's time for you to, to meet your child and you've just reached that climax, having to be like, oh, just give me a second. Give me like <sighs> Ooh, no, a glass no, of water. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I should maybe go pee first. <laughs> Content warning. <laughs> yeah, all of that. Yeah. All that. I'll just I'll just bleep the last eight eight minutes of conversation. <laughs> but that was a really funny line, and Yvette and Gillian both blow these uh, these interactions between the characters up. They do a really great job, and Jeff rightfully is the person who steps in to be like, "Britta, you should probably stop this." Oh, is that what what Jeff calls Britta? What a was it? Slacker with a two with a one two one eyed cats. Two one-eyed cats. And first of all, together, my cats can do anything. Because together, they have two eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and Britta also rightfully tells Jeff that even though Britta's going too far in this conversation, Jeff doesn't know shit what he's talking about, so Mm-mm. he shouldn't... He lost his right to comment. And there's a really a really jagged cut at Jeff saying that he's going to like get someone pregnant when he's 70, and that sounds <laughs> so right. Yeah, right? It will... He will somehow still be, you know, fertile because he's Jeff Winger. And then playing he's, solitaire. Yeah. He's going to oh, find some young, young gal. Jeff's line about Britta's beautiful morning star child <laughs> is funny. These two just have such jagged quips at each other that it's I really so good. like. It is pretty good. While you your cats, cats eat <laughs> each watch half. Wait, each half watch. <laughs> each watch half. half of the, you watch this watch half, the, half baby. Of the baby. Right. And they're interrupted because Shirley's water breaks on the floor. The dean's mm-hmm. just concerned about someone getting a mop and cleaning it up. Every mop on look campus. Like a clean dean. Well, I mean, there's probably like, what, two? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and Shirley's not even willing to say that she's broken water. She's, she's going to like suck that baby back in Mm -hmm. but chang takes it as a win and stands up and steve holt said chang baby (laughs) steve holt after the commercial break i really really like three there are three globes nice i really like all of the bits in this episode where there's a lot of action going on as they prepare the situation the the room for Shirley to have a baby um i don't know if this is exactly the moment where abed steps in but the way that they move in and move that table it 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 feels very realistic as if something like this was happening in a room and everyone needed to chip in to help in some way well i just noticed but in the background of that last shot abed's checking his watch and like counting how far apart the contractions have been and how long they are that's great yeah the dean just kind of spirals and 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 tells tries to like act like he's taking charge of the situation when he doesn't know anything to do. I like the way that he's like kind of spouting nonsense and then all yeah. of a sudden he yells, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do." <laughs> and he's like, "I'm gonna go get my Prius. I'm gonna pull around the back and we're gonna take Shirley to the hospital," which seems like a real easy thing to happen to make yeah. happen, and it doesn't happen. He he can't leave before stopping to comment on how it's cool that he drives a Prius. <laughs> Why do you think Troy is offended that Andre is sugar boots and well, Shirley's phone? I wonder if at some point in the show she's referred she's like called him sugar boots or something. But also Troy thinks of her as, you know, kind of a motherly figure. Yeah. So maybe he he just wants to have a cute pet name in her phone. Okay. Okay. I'll I don't that. think it's anything romantic. 
I like the jagged comment Vicky has here where, like, anthropology was almost a class that wasn't all about them. <laughs> I love whenever we get a glimpse to the people outside of the study group, how they see the study group, and yeah. how it's usually not very good because they're kind oh, of rude no, they're awful. and self-centered. And they reference the St. Patrick's Day fishing trip, which was from last week's clip show mm-hmm. episode, which is a nice little callback. And Pierce still just, just staring. It's, it's <laughs> almost like Chevy is looking directly at the camera lens. <laughs> It's not quite, but it's very—it's almost like he's—I don't know. That, so I, when the he hell probably did we didn't know he was being filmed. He, that's just his stare. <laughs> yeah, that's just his gaze into the world. Chang should not be coming up to a woman who's giving birth like this and say, "This is definitely a Chang baby," but uh, he—he's not helping very much. All Chang babies have had really unique uh, birthing situations, so this has got to be a Chang baby. Uh, I don't know. Just Chang spouting out more weird stuff, but but Ken sells it about the best anyone can. Yeah, he right? does. Sugar Boots will meet them at the hospital, uh, so we're still thinking that Shirley's gonna get out of here and get to the hospital to have the baby. Annie gets to try to take Chang away from Shirley, and Chang has a line about like how Chang babies are ungoogleable. <laughs> Oh, because they all have the, the... Well, he said you can't Google him because there's some people with the same name. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Annie tries to tell Chang to calm down, but Chang is Chang, and Chang has no calm. He does not. He's not a, even begun to peak. We get a thankful revisit to the, the handshake storyline, and Pierce is just ready to be in on it now that he's paid for it, but, you know, everyone's kind of focused on what else is going on in the room mm-hmm. at this point. But Pierce demands now. He's giving them cash. He just had $1,000 cash in his pocket in case he needed to buy something in class you today. you think that because Pierce has felt this way about this handshake for so long that he like his, he planned today to be the day? Mm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Or he's been holding on to this cash for a little while for the next time he sees them do it. Yeah. Pierce demands to understand how it works. And obviously, you know, with Troy and Abed, it's just like a thing. It's not something they can really explain. It's just something they do when something cool happens. Yeah. So Pierce tries to say something cool to make it happen. And what he comes up with is Betty Grable, who I <laughs> know nothing about. Other I than Googled she was a her. starlet of like the 30s and 40s. Yeah, right? she was um, in the movie Pinup Girl. And okay. she was also in – the only things I the only thing I've seen of hers that I know of – is she was in the Blondes Have More Fun movie with Marilyn Monroe and okay. the other one. Yeah. And that's all I got. Betty Grable. She um, was voted the, like, top ten starlet ten years in a row or something like that. It's funny how confidently Pierce, that's, like, his awesome thing. He's like, oh, well, Betty Grable. Betty Grable. <laughs> Betty Grable. Troy Nava just stare. I said Betty Grable. <laughs> and Pierce and Ava do the handshake and the way it's shot, how sad Abed <laughs> looks, how evil Pierce looks. He makes Troy do it too. This is when we get their great interaction. Troy's this not willing to give no. it up. Yes. He wants it to have some beauty no. behind it. Troy is so great at crying like that always. And Pierce <laughs> is jagged. Make your money, whore. No. Yes. No. Do it. Make your money, whore. (laughs) Who's Betty 
Grable. Yeah, that's the stuff. <laughs> and the face that he has while they do it. The face both of them have while they do it. Pierce and how it like slows rape. down a little bit. What do you say about Pierce? Uh, Pier- he just looks like a fiend when it's happening. It's a beautiful moment. And then mm. the only line afterwards is Troy's so upset because who's Betty Grable? <laughs> Abed just uh, looking down at the floor. He's so defeated. That's one of the best moments of the episode for me. Mm-hmm. This was definitely up there for the funniest moments. Is this what yours was? Yeah, this is one of my two. So good. Yeah, that's the stuff. Troy, like, covers himself <laughs> up with his jacket because he feels dirty. I like the way that they cut from different areas of the anthropology room. And, it all, mm-hmm. and it, when it, they cut from story to story within the same room, but it still feels pretty fluid like it would when characters are off doing other things. They do a yeah. good job. Great. Is that is that the direction? Is that who's responsible? Is that and Mr. Editing and, and and writing. It's all of it. Good job, team. But directing would definitely be a big part of it. You all get pats on the caboose. Yeah. Everyone's trying to help comfort Shirley. Troy and Abed are counting their money, which is like a million bucks in dog dollars. <laughs> but now they're uh, they don't have it. The handshake. They've lost it. Mm-hmm. they've lost it and it's a sad moment and i feel like it's something we can probably relate to oh yeah because i we've like been when to we the get show, it wrong we used to do the handshake all the time together you know you when... say used to but i feel like every time we see each other well yeah and every time that we will see each other it's true i guess that's we still probably what will happen yeah yeah oh babe we did it when we saw each other a couple months ago we did it on six seasons in a podcast with alex yeah we did it at did six it badly. Flags. And some, I'm sure we'll do it plenty of times on our vacation. Oh, we're going to do it so many times on our vacation? All people are going to hear is... And they'll be like... For miles around. They'll be like, sirs, this is, this is not allowed on Space Mountain. <laughs> we'll be like, it's all hand stuff, we promise. <laughs> no, it isn't. You're a dirty liar. <laughs> the hands are the least involved. That's true. I prefer it that way. They try to give Pierce the money back instantly because now the, the the handshake doesn't have anything. But that was the point. Pierce just bought it because he didn't like it, because he didn't <laughs> get it. So he bought it from them, so it's gone because he hated it. It's so evil. Comparing them to stupid Jackie Coogan. Stupid-ass Jackie Coogan. He is a fool. Betty Grable was pretty good-looking from the yeah. Google search. I also like this little interaction. Again, Jeff doesn't get much in the episode, but Troy and Abed go up to him. And they're like, please help. Pierce ruined our handshake. And Jeff is like, Shirley's having a baby right now. I like, though, that Troy's like, we can't get the magic back. <laughs> for, he, Jeff is like, holy crap, for real? Nobody cares. Shirley's <laughs> having a child. A baby's coming out of Shirley's vagina two feet apart and abed shows that yeah he knows he's been keeping more track on this than anyone else has yeah and this is kind of a transition to where abed tries to get involved with the situation uh they need to get her to a hospital soon or else the baby's coming now uh and abed rightfully points out that he delivered a baby earlier this year throwback which nobody knew because it happened in the background of the episode but for abed what everybody else was doing in that episode was the background of him delivering someone's child yeah the couple from the safe sex fair allegedly allegedly i don't think that's canon i think that's a fan thing Mm. wow Mm. the dean shows back up after trying to go get his prius and he's just like tattered his ties all messed up and the world (laughs) food festival's taking a dark turn 
I like the way that... Uh, now, I don't know how good of a joke it really is that the Dean got all these differently uh cultured food trucks and now they've they've begun a race fight mm -hmm. i guess getting a north and south korean barbecue food truck might have some issues but it feels a little bit of an easy joke yeah but everything that dean does here when he is still trying to keep appearances and he he won't say race war he's like a little bit of a race kerfuffle, kerfuffle. I think that's a pretty funny <laughs> line mm-hmm and Jim Rash just sells everything he gets. You know, you could have him read the the the, the like stage descriptions, and he, it'd be hilarious. Yeah, he really nails all these lines. He was just trying to feed hungry foodies. He was just trying to be a good dean. <laughs> and there's really no way for Shirley to get out of here into the hospital now no. because of what's going on outside. And we get the mash line for all you mash heads out there. Is that what Lil said? Yeah, mash heads is is how she described. He's like them. the Korean War. This is such a, a miss. This is just the dean has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> the, the mash lasted longer than the Korean War. Get over it. Am I right? Don't print that. <laughs> really, really funny. As the guy's writing it all down. He's like, let's just quit, John. And he yells up, stop, stop writing. And the way he like pulls his head back, he looks like a animal i don't know the dean's so funny <laughs> it's gonna take over an hour for any ambulance to get there because this race kerfuffle is apparently really widespread that it's gonna keep ambulances from getting there it's it's escalated there is a whole thing going on out back yeah but abed can step in uh and i like how he goes up to shirley and he's like pretend i'm saying this in a soothing non-robotic voice <laughs> and he does a good job he tries yeah. to talk shirley down uh, Shirley's not willing to get past not having the baby in the hospital, but this is the reality. It's happening now. It's happening here. We've got to all do it. Chang steps in and tries to help. He still isn't being very helpful. No. He talks about Chang babies being superstitious. I like the way he acts out rabbit and dragon as he says <laughs> the lottery line. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And even when winning lotteries, he does like a money fingers. <laughs> And Abed just says, Ben, corner to Chang, and Chang goes <laughs> off to a corner just uh, just as easily like that. But but Shirley finds peace with it. She's having the baby. And again, this is one of those scenes that this would be the directing that I think is really paced well, where mm -hmm. everyone steps into their job. Someone's getting stuff for Shirley to lay on. Britta's awkwardly massaging her, trying to be <laughs> helpful. It's just, it's a moment of crisis, and it feels like a very human moment between these sitcom characters where yeah. there's a baby coming and we've got to do it. And I think. Yvette does a great job here of being so against the way that this is happening, but we kind of watch her come to terms with it. Mm -hmm. We watch her be calmed down a little by her friends. I yeah. think they did a pretty good job here. I do too. And now we get one of the beautiful moments. Abed needs to see what's going on in Shirley's situation to see how much time we have left until the baby comes. But uh, but Shirley's rightfully uncomfortable with that because it's Abed. You know, you don't yeah. want one of your one of your dude friends that you see all the time getting all up in your business. You want well, I mean, to be I would, but... your partner, or since he or a doctor aren't there, you want it to be one of the girls. Mm -hmm. It makes total sense. And Britta's been talking a big talk all this episode, so she steps in, and this is more indicative of the the antithesis of Britta's character than anything, how she's got such a big talk, but as soon as she throws herself into any of the things that she believes so strongly yeah. in, she's a lost little puppy. Every time. 
and the scene delivers it so well. The way that they use the visual of Shirley wearing this like long black dress, <laughs> kind of, and 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 Britta puts her head completely underneath it, and then we cut to just a beautiful shot of of just Britta in darkness and and just seeing like <laughs> the 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 beautiful disgusting miracle of life in front of her for the first time she can talk a big talk about how people should have a baby but she so clearly is is not ready to be a part of it at all she just (laughs) throws up right away but it tells them what they need to know because jeff says oh i guess the head has reached the cervix because obviously that's something is going on i like that the guy from dean magazine is just sitting there writing writing all this time. time but Maybe he's having this moment where, like, this is going to be the greatest story of my career. Yeah, this is going to be what takes not only Dean Magazine to the next level. That first issue isn't selling well. So (laughs) this is really going to take Dean. This is going to save Dean Magazine. I think it's bad if in your second issue you're already talking to Dean's at a very small, barely functioning community college. I think if I bought a copy of Dean Magazine, I'd then be very disappointed that it's not just about different men named Dean. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Dean Ambrose. Dean Kuntz. <laughs> Dean, Dean Ween. Mm. Um, Ween. Is Dean Kane. Dean Gene Ween. He played uh, Superman. Dean Kuntz. <laughs> the line here where the uh, the... Dean Magazine guys like are a lot of babies born here and and the Dean tries to be funny and says well most are conceived here it's like wait no scratch that don't say that <laughs> Abed the way he so matter-of-factly explains I gotta go due to a conflict of genitals I can't be the one to help he uh he gives Annie her time to shine Annie's the other <laughs> woman that is qualified to do it but she isn't willing to do it without taking a class, shadowing a nurse, or at least have her mom hug her first. I missed that line when I first mm-hmm. saw it. I really love that Troy is the one throughout all of this who is holding her up and yeah, holding her absolutely. hand. Yeah, absolutely. That's really nice. And another beautiful moment here in the chaos of all this, the dean is like, you know what? Fine, I can do this. Shirley, look at me. Look at my face. <laughs> Neil, just Neil. Just, 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 just lock in on me, and Shirley does. She's ready for it. And then the dean does what? How could you describe the noise the dean makes? Can you do it? Ha ha ha! <laughs> That's pretty close. In his face too, when he does it. And Shirley just what in the hell? But at least it's distracting her. And for whatever reason, Shirley calls for Chang, and this is a moment where Chang gets to shine. Yeah, Chang gets to distract her by by telling her stories about about babies' births and how so many Chang babies had these unconventional births, but they all ended up fine. They all happened, and that's what Shirley needs to hear. Like, mm. this is not ideal, but the baby's coming, and the baby's going to be fine, and we just need to get through it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then Chang lists off all these things that can't stop Chang babies, including the Girl Scouts. Listen, the Girl Scouts come aggressive for those Chang babies. Jeff and Britta have a little moment where, you know, Britta maybe feels kind of down on herself now. But Jeff is able to mm-hmm. turn it around that, that you know, she may have gotten psyched out and puked, but she was willing to put herself so far deep into something to try to help her friends, to try to help people, even with being really in over her head. It's it's a sweet thing that that she tried and failed, right? Yeah. But but Jeff's talk uh, pumps Britta up, and she's ready to do it, which is kind of just a convenient little thing to move the story along because mm-hmm. we need someone to deliver the baby. 
and now we get everyone is yelling at Shirley to push. And it's <laughs> it's a it's kind of a wholesome, cute, like sitcom family moment, right? Yeah. Them all just around chanting push. Uh Britta's able to put her head under and help now and isn't turned off the way she was before. Even the guy is the guy from Dean Magazine is writing and saying push at the same time. I c- uh, I don't I couldn't tell who it was if it were if it was Troy or Jeff, but one of them the whole time was going push it, push it. <laughs> it really ah, funny. push it. Da-na-na-na. Get up on this. Also, I've been saying the bus kind of drives itself. I have never been in the room with somebody gives has given birth, but for my lifeguard certification back in the Dizay, because I got the one that was like for like ocean beaches and pools or whatever yeah um you do have to like be trained on how to deliver a baby and the official united states red Gro- red cross like training on it is essentially just catch well yeah that's why there uh so we had friends that had a baby recently and they chose to have the baby at home mm. and um there are a lot of things about how like uh being pushed to push isn't always the best mm-hmm. for the comfort of the of the woman because or of the person with a vagina that's giving a baby mm-hmm. that's having a baby uh that um the you know the body will do it the yeah baby's the gonna baby's gonna come there. out of there it point. might take forever but uh in a lot of times that being in a laying down position mm-hmm. isn't the best it's better to be in like a sitting or crouching position yeah. or to be like in water in a i don't know I, I think it's interesting mm-hmm yeah, I've when heard I that give, it's supposed to be like a nice transition for the baby, like going into like a bathtub or like a pool or some shit. When I give birth, I want to be doing a handstand. Instead <laughs> of like a water birth, I want a fire birth. I want to be like on some hot coals, like squatting. I, I want to be buried alive in some sand. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that sucker dig his little way out. <laughs> yeah. And me too. I have to <laughs> dig my way out too. You can use the baby as a shovel. But they're able to distract Shirley. They're able to help her. Chang is a part of it. Andre shows up just in time, which seems... Well, I don't know. They could have made more of a thing out of how he was on his way to the hospital and had to turn around. But it feels a little bit more like, uh, well, we could get Malcolm for 20 minutes of a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels like they had him for just a second. Mm -hmm. So he shows up right at the end. But it's a nice moment that her husband shows up and is able to help. And that Chang was able to have his moment and help. And that now there are medical professionals here in case anything actually goes wrong. Well, and here's what I say is not probably realistic is that she would tell. She's like, (laughs) the guys are like, like, all right, ma'am, we're here to help. And she's like, no, guys, I'm in the zone. I'm giving birth to this baby. (laughs) But they all do it, and it happens, and the baby's beautiful. It's baby Greendale. I don't claim that power. I'm merely the deliverer. You don't have to call it Baby Greendale. <laughs> oh boy. And Britta even gives an oh doy while they're while they're giving birth. I, it's a nice moment. It happens. And I even thought this shot here of picking up the baby for the first time mm-hmm. and it's like covered in stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not exactly what it looks like when a baby's born. But at but least it didn't far, come out clean and as like As far six as sitcoms old. go, it's pretty good, mm-hmm. right? I thought they did a pretty good job of this. Yeah. And it's clear that Andre is the father. I like Andre's. It's a black baby. Yes. Not that it matters. <laughs> And Chang has to mention, and he says it so quietly and dejectedly that all Changs are born with tails so he can be sure it's not his. <laughs> and then he says really quietly under his breath, he's like, kind of dodged a bullet there. <laughs> <laughs> and Ken is so funny in this moment. Britta gets to cut the umbilical cord. Also unrealistic. You think Andre probably would have done that? Uh, yeah. 
Britta doesn't get to cut the cord. Abed and Troy get the magic back. They they do their handshake over a baby having been born in front of them. <laughs> Whatever it takes, guys. And then they just rapid fire do it. That's we're gonna be rapid fire doing that handshake. Oh yeah, week I'm excited we're on vacation to do that. together. Yeah. But now Shirley gets handed the baby to hold, and it's a six month old baby with yeah. Like there a, we go. With, uh, <laughs> too much hair. That baby signed his own contract. Like that. Is- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little known fact: that baby, Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman, rest in peace. Pretty classy of me. Chang makes himself a part of it. <laughs> and they named the baby Ben, which is cute and a little unnecessary. And I don't what know is why this, they'd friends? just I don't know why they'd want to keep them tied keep Chang tied to the baby for forever if yeah. the baby's not Ben. Maybe a middle name, sure. Yeah. But Chang has both some really nice touching like shots of him starting to tear up and then also shots of him making a really ugly crying face too. <laughs> but Andre and Shirley have a beautiful moment together. Ben Bennett, little Ben Bennett, which I don't hate. I kind of like when first That's and last fine. names I work don't, together. Yeah, that like one's that. not terrible. I know someone whose name is Thomas 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 the third. That's awful. His his first name is Thomas, his middle name's Thomas, his last name's Thomas, his dad's was that, and his dad's dad was that. Somebody's mother really f- hates them. I yeah. I have to continue the tradition of the Thomas. I thought Jeff's winger speech to cap off this episode was about right because he just makes a little comment on on being there to see the start of life and mm-hmm. how uh, we all suddenly, even though we're covered in goo when we're born, somehow we all decide at some point that we're destined for greatness and yeah. and and that we're like the center of the universe. And I think it's good that Jeff gives a little speech like that, but also good that Jeff doesn't like get in front of everyone and is like, so here's okay, what everyone. having a baby is really about. Yeah. You know, it, maybe that's why he's kind of taken the back seat in this episode. It's great that this episode's about childbirth and it was written by a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think it was good that Jeff said something but didn't say too much. Yeah. We've certainly said too much about childbirth in this Absolutely. episode. Absolutely. And I guess they passed anthropology because they it's the study of life and they birthed a child. Woo! Little good and plenties and all. Jeff and Britta both like kind of fawn over the baby's cuteness, even though they're the type of people that would be <laughs> not about it. Yeah. The reporter's ri- uh, wrapping things up. It's been quite a day, and he tells the dean that it's going to be a cover story in the next issue. That's uh, major. The dean asks in a good way, like an article about what a good dean I am. And <laughs> somehow, some way, the guy says, absolutely, of course. And the ep- the end of the episode is all Jim Rash, and it's so perfect. Everything he does here as he goes through the stages of accepting this news, feeling great about it, announcing he's a good dean, and then the <laughs> way he really yells it and leaves the room, kicks his heels, and it freezes. That's it's perfect. Fantastic. That scene, well, and then it's even more perfect with the joke that really ends the episode but that little scene at the end almost gets the dean uh mvp for the episode even though he still doesn't quite for me but magazine monthly we see a cover of it not a cover of of dean magazine magazine monthly has an article about dean magazine shutting down (laughs) after two issues worst idea for a magazine ever what are these subtitles paper or plastic the new printing guide Wood pulp, wood pulp everywhere sustainable publishing comes of age world wide web Faux or fad. <laughs> that's funny. Hilarious. Good times. And that's mm-hmm. the end of the episode. Worst idea for a magazine ever. 
And then we get an end tag that's real short and simple and sweet, but I really, really love it. And it yeah. kind of ties in with the Dean being a good Dean, and then we see that no, he's not. Choi and Abed finally are those kids on the schoolyard who are going to pull the prank. They're going to pull the fire alarm, and they do when nothing happens. And Dreams. then the fire alarm, I see it now. I was thinking of a different poster earlier. Mm-hmm. They they pull the fire alarm, nothing happens, and I like how they, they run away in sync, and <laughs> then they run back into frame in sync to see what happened, yeah. and they see that the fire alarm is just detachable, and it's not connected to anything. Which is hilarious. The dean walks in, sees what they're doing, and they use it as leverage, cancel school for the rest of the day, or we're telling everyone about this, and the dean's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. That works. I like the Dean's face there. His, like, dirty deeds. Yeah, like, it's like, like, yeah, okay. Okay, okay fine. We're, we're, we're doing this. Away. Mm-hmm. And then Troy and Abed walk away, and the Dean just puts it right back up on the wall as it was. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. Nobody saw. And that's the end of the episode. And I do think that this is a pretty successful episode. It's not exactly a Mount Rushmore episode, but it's one of the non- uh, it's it's one of the only like non super themed episodes or super yeah uh, that's a bottle episode that's kind of just in the reality of the show. Uh, I I think they did a great job. I think it was good. I do too. I thought it was really really great. I um, it doesn't feel like a bottle episode, and I think that's no, why doesn't. I like it so it's much. It's really chaotic and a lot going on. Uh, and the the way that I said that they did such a good job, cooperative calligraphy is great as a bottle episode, but this yeah. one is a bottle episode that also has like B and C plots, and we like cut back and mm-hmm. forth between them in the same room, and I really like the way that it's structured. Not saying that cooperative calligraphy isn't obviously a much better episode than this yeah. one, but th- this episode really pulled some stuff off nicely, and I don't really have any complaints. There isn't really anything about it that made me roll my eyes or like dislike any of the characters in the situation. And it, because of that, it's a little bit tough to pick an MVP, but I think I have. Do you? I do have one. I, it took me a little while, but I, I, I have settled. Who are you thinking? Do you have some honorable mentions? Uh, honorable mention to the Dean, I think the Dean was great. Right. Honorable mention to Abed, because Abed was really good in this episode. Yeah. And I also want to give one to Britta. Britta was almost okay. my MVP. She was really, really close to getting it. But I think I know um, who it is. Yeah. Uh, Shirley Vicky is my MVP and today. Neil. <laughs> well, of course. Uh, well, just Neil, not Vicky. Of course, Shirley is um, great in this episode. Yeah, Shirley did a great job with everything she did. I thought it was an emotional performance. I even like after the baby was born and they were holding him, I didn't quite tear up, but I got close to tearing up. Like I it felt, felt like myself, a real family moment, yeah, from a family that we haven't seen that much of, right? Exactly, and I it, and I loved kind of how Shirley portrayed like the fear of like going mm-hmm. to labor and like kind of like okay, I don't, I'm not ready to do this yet, and baby, her calming down. Here. Yeah, she did a really great job, and. The show never gives her enough material, and when they do give her something meaty, she always knocks it out of the park. It yeah. makes me think even as early as the first Halloween episode, when there's mm-hmm. the whole thing about her like coming to terms with her divorce, she's yeah. always almost better than just about anyone else in the cast can really handle those grounded, serious moments in a way that just works super well. Totally. Uh, however, I didn't end up going with Shirley. I've decided to give some love to Britta this week. Nice. I think this episode really is perfect for the whole Britta is so outspoken and wants to be a part of everything and wants to be the driving force, but she's mm-hmm. scared and she's uh, 
she doesn't have a lot of experience and and I think this episode plays off of that really well and Gillian is also the funniest I think she's been in quite a few episodes in this one yeah uh, so I, I I'm giving it to Britta but but obviously Shirley is a very close honorable mention and the Dean as well as one for me mm-hmm. but yeah I think it was a pretty solid episode one that I liked more than I remembered liking when I first watched it yeah I didn't remember a whole lot of details about this one but I really enjoyed it And that's all for this week on the podcast. Next week, we're diving into the first half of the paintball finale. I don't know off the top of my head if it's a few or for a, uh, it's like a A fistful of paintballs or a few paintballs paintballs or a few paintballs more. Have you ever seen uh, that movies that they're referencing? Yeah, the Clint Eastwood ones. They're really good. A fistful, a fistful, fistful of dollars and a few dollars more. A Fistful of Paintballs is next week. It was directed Mm -hmm. by a Russo brother. It was written by Andrew Guest. It's going to be great. I'm excited to get into it. Next week is also going to be big because it's going to be your first chance to hear about the giveaway that we're going to be doing over the next couple weeks. Your first We're going to be gross. We're going to be giving away probably close to double the stuff that we gave away last time. Yeah, I think so. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be a cool opportunity. And like last time, you're going to have... Quite a few opportunities of how you can get entries into the giveaway, like listening to the podcast and hearing secret words that give you more entries and stuff like that. That's all coming next week, so definitely tune into next week and the upcoming weeks as we wrap up the phenomenal second season of Community. It's it's definitely their best season. It, it just mm-hmm. is. It's such a good season. Uh, we're wrapping that up, and soon we'll be having our Season 2 roundtable discussion with some of our close community podcaster friends discussing this wonderful season at a whole as a whole soon we'll be doing some extra stuff to celebrate the one year anniversary of this little show that's coming up soon and i'm excited to talk about stuff for that and then diving into season three this train's gonna keep chugging isn't it yeah i'm excited to get into season three because i think normally i think of season three as if not my favorite yeah as my favorite i think when we talked about the seasons before i think i might have said season three was my favorite i feel like season three is where things get really weird they do but it has a lot of my favorite stuff. Even though my favorite episodes are probably season two. Season two. I yeah, well, I'm excited to season, go through it again and see. Season three's got remedial chaos theory. Exactly. It's got the Christmas Glee episode I like a mm-hmm. lot. It's I'm excited to get into it. And I'm excited to cover it all with all of the people that listen to this show. It's sure you know, sometimes I am still so detached that people actually listen to this and, and just it, when we record it it just feels like you and I talking while we watch community together. But uh, people listen to this every week, and that's really cool. And thank you for it. Yeah, please keep listening. If you and really if you like, enjoy what you're hearing, yeah. Yeah, if you really like what we're doing over here, the show is always going to be free, and it, it, it's free for you. And if you're not able to support us monetarily, that doesn't matter to us. Uh, we're really thankful that you listen to it. Uh, you can support us in a lot of ways, free ways, like getting involved with the show by emailing us. Next week, we start the, the paintball finale, so email us some trivia, your episode MVP, and your favorite funny moment to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. And if you do want to throw a little bit of extra love our way and help us take this show further, uh, Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast is the home of our Patreon, where we have new weekly content that's exclusive to the Patreon, podcasts, videos, game nights, all kinds of stuff that we do. And there are tiers starting at $5 all the way up to 50 that can give you all types of things to be a part of the inner circle of the show. And it sure would mean the world to us if you considered supporting us that way, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, I, it, it means so much that you guys listen, and it means the world to us that we have people that support us on Patreon every month. It's really, really great. Because um, like you said, I mean, it feels like it's just us talking to each other. Um, but we have we have people that that listen, so thank you. Yeah, we love it. Love doing it. Love talking about community. Glad to have my buddy doing this with me. And oh, we'll be who's back that? next uh, you don't know him. And uh, I will be talking about the beginning of the end of season 2 next week right before we start this thing all over again with a new season. Uh, until then, what do you have to say for the people who, you know, I, just as much as I love the Patreon, the Patreon people and, and the people that write in, I especially love anyone who gets to this point of the podcast every week. Yeah. So what do you have to say? What, what little golden nuggets of wisdom do you have to say for anyone who's made it through the entirety of this week's show? Um, liquor before beer. You're in the clear. Yeah. Beer before liquor. Never sicker. Yeah. Um, always pee if you have to. Um, <laughs> always tell your mother that that you love her. This is the worst improv exercise I've ever seen. Always tell Zach okay. to get on back. It sounds like you're using like iPhone predictive text to make up <laughs> these sentences. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, now, I haven't gotten to say this yet today, Zach. Okay. If you're still here and you want to talk to us on a personal level, yeah. um, feel free to send us an email over at Can't Disappoint. Well, I said that. Just, Can't Disappoint Podcast at yeah, gmail.com. Okay. Well, but we are also ahead. on the socials. You yeah, can tell yeah. us. The no, so, no. The sosh. The sosh. If you yeah. want to get us on the sosh net, um, hit us can, up on the Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> we're on the Facebook, we're on the Twitters. Um, on Twitter, we are at You Can't, you can't disappod. disappod. We are on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. Yes. We are on Facebook and YouTube at You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Please come find us, save us, touch us, love us, give us a little kiss on our forehead before we go to sleep. We'd love it. Mm. We would love it. And as always, from inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter. Get vaccinated if you haven't been able to yet. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we love you. We'll see you next week. And remember, oh. I was going to do the VeggieTales thing where they're like, remember, God, God, made, lo- God made you special and he, and loves, he loves you very, very much. much. Except for you, Vicky. Except for you, Vicky. Exactly. Vicky, you know what you did. Have a good week, everyone. We'll see Bye, you next Bye, everyone. Week. Stay Bye. in school if you want. Or not. Do your thing. You're an adult. Hopefully. <laughs>